0: And we welcome you to The Bill Bennett Show. I'm Bill Bennett. This is Claude Jennings. Thoughtful conversation, that's what we do here. About the news of the day, we address the existential threats to America. And there are plenty of them. Joining us today, Brian Kennedy and Joel Farkas. Brian Kennedy, president of the American Strategy Group. He's also the chairman of the Committee on the Present Danger, China. Joel Farkas, our second guest, is a director of the American Strategy Group. And I'm a fellow of that same group here in Washington couple things I'd like to discuss. A lot going on in the Middle East, uh, Israel, this um, horrible attack, the slaughter of children and the innocents. Um, This is the hatred of Jews. And um, nobody can tell the story and what's going on uh, in terms of Israel and Jews and the world better than our two guests. So I'm going to get out of the way of them here in a minute. However, Claude, I do want to say this. As we are speaking... The Israeli military is ready to go into Gaza. Gaza is very densely populated. It's about the size of Philadelphia uh, and uh, the area they're going into. But it has more people than Philadelphia, you can imagine. Very densely packed, a lot of high-rises. And they're going in. These soldiers are going in. Also a lot of tunnels, a lot of things. The Israeli military has been urging the people in Gaza to leave Um, However, the um, um, Hamas militants terrorists are telling them to stay because they want uh, innocents there uh, as uh, protection of terrorists, uh, you know, putting putting them in front of uh, the terrorists, human human shields. Uh, They probably also want, uh, frankly, uh, the death, the killing of uh, some of their own civilians. Why? Uh, To dramatize to the world. Uh, We are seeing demonstrations already around the world in favor of Palestine uh, and Hamas and Hezbollah uh, in the most unlikely places. I mean, we see them in New York and Washington and Los Angeles, see them at universities. God help us. uh, Places of learning, theoretically. And, uh, you know, around the world, I, I just saw a major demonstration for you know, the Palestinians in, uh, in uh, Indonesia, believe that, Indonesia. Meanwhile, I want, don't want to lose my thread here. Um And we talk about this in the discussion with Brian and Joel, but I want to emphasize this point. Whatever sympathy the world has for Israel now, I think will evaporate. At least will thin out, we'll get... um less obvious as the days go on and as they go into Gaza and as civilians die as a result of their incursion. And they're bound to die because Hamas and Hezbollah want them to die. Mm -hmm. And they want to say, this is what the Israeli military does. It kills civilians. Now, these civilians are so closely packed in. You know, if you kill a terrorist, you're likely to hit a civilian. Uh, And as you do and you see the body count and as the terrorists uh, show up the body count, uh, sympathy for Israel will will, will lessen. Uh, and we'll see that happen. At the same time, we see this kind of black box about Iran, just exactly what is our posture toward Iran. Supposedly, the $8 billion has been frozen. But, you know, is Iran backing this thing or not? Now, you'll hear Brian and Joel say, almost certainly uh, it's backing it. Uh, now uh, the Israeli troops are massing on the Gaza border as we speak. Um, but I predict this is what's going to happen. They'll go in. Uh, they will. There will be booby traps. They will uh, kill some terrorists, but their civilians will die as well. Those bodies will be held up to draw sympathy to the Palestinian cause.
1: By the way, if anybody wants to comment on the interview, uh, Bill Bennett podcast at gmail dot com yeah. would be the uh, email address.
0: You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Show. All right, let's welcome Brian Kennedy and Joel Farkas to the show. My text today is uh, Brian Kennedy's tweet. I don't know if you saw this, Joel. I'll read it. Uh, It's not long. The war against Israel is the is won against the Judeo-Christian West. The attack by Hezbollah and Hamas is fueled by the mullahs in Iran and the support of the Iranian regime by the Biden administration. More importantly, there is not a strategic decision the Iranian regime would make without the blessing of the Chinese Communist Party. No part of this will be fixed unless President Trump can win again. Can win in 2024. I want to. I want to go through this uh, brief paragraph by brief paragraph. That's all right with you guys. The war you against Israel is won against the Judeo-Christian West. We'll start with you each time, Brian, and then ask Joel to comment. Go ahead. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean the uh, w- what we're, what Israel is living through today is the fact that we have a leadership in this country that talks very favorably about Israel, but does precious little most of the time to defend it, and quite often encourages our enemies along lines that are very disadvantageous to Israel. One of the first things the Biden administration did was to transfer $200 million to the Palestinian Authority. President Trump had cut that off, knowing what the Palestinians were doing, which is promoting all sorts of terrorist activities. One of the first things Joe Biden does is to reinstate that, and he does it. In such a way that the Palestinians may believe he's on their side, as strange as that may seem. Why, you might ask yourself, is the Biden administration helping a regime that is filled with known terrorists, whose purpose is the destruction not merely of Israel, but of the United States? Why would we help those kind of people?
0: If I recall, the the argument wasn't the argument that this was humanitarian aid. Right. Right. But
2: right. every, everything is fungible, and that's that's sure. a, a more or less ridiculous formulation that everybody knows is, is not true. Uh, we have enemies. America does. We are still operating under the presumption that Islam is a religion of peace, something George Bush said in 2001. Islam is not a religion of peace. It means for the destruction of the Judeo-Christian West. That is how they think of this. And if you combine that with the tribal hatred of the Palestinians and you give them money, and you support their alliances with a country like Iran, can there be little wonder that there was an attack on Israel? And that attack, in my judgment, is is designed not merely to kill Israelis in the most savage way, but also to create the conditions for a broader war where Israel is the target of them, Iran, and Iran's allies. And I think it's, it's worth, it's, this is not just a terrorist attack, it was a terrorist act, but it's more than that. And it means to be a broader war. Okay. We'll see we'll, we'll see if the
0: Israelis are prepared to fight that war or the Americans are prepared to fight that war. But you've got uh, to give me one more clarification. And I want to get Joel to comment. Uh, Hezbollah and Hamas is the next uh, little paragraph used interchangeably. Uh, what's the difference? What's the What's, what's the similarity? Are they the same, different how? Well, Hamas are Sunni Muslims
2: uh, allied with Iran. They're in the Gaza Strip, allied with Iran to cause all sorts of terrorist activities, support terrorist activities. They're in the Gaza Strip to foment on a regular basis the kind of animosity we saw play out uh, this past week. Hezbollah is a Shia uh, terrorist group, but it's also allied with uh, Iran for a near identical reason. The attack was from Hamas, but there were overtures coming from Hezbollah. Uh, I would say something that, you know, we have fought wars with Arabs over the last 20 years. Hezbollah is a different kind of force. It is among the most capable military forces in the Middle East. They have 200,000-some men, and these are, I would say, men on a mission. These guys are not to be taken lightly. And so we we have to question here everything that is going on because this is not an isolated incident where someone simply put on a suicide vest and went out there. This was a well-coordinated attack and it exposed, I think, a deep flaw in
1: Israeli intelligence and American intelligence and the necessary preparations. What Brian just said is correct. I'd like to also state that many, many um, Americans have heard of this notion of a quote-unquote two-state solution, which is a, a Palestine and an Israel next to one another. All one has to do is read the charters of Hezbollah and Hamas to know what their objective is. For several thousand years, philosophers all over every generation have basically said to know what someone is thinking, listen to them. Please, United States, American citizens, don't utter these phrases, these silly phrases like a two-state solution, because that's propaganda. Their objective is not a two-state solution. It is a zero-state solution, meaning no Israel, period. And the objective of one of many tactics is to never allow two states, which is why Yasser Arafat walked away from it several decades ago. It is to come up with this notion of one area where both Palestinians and Israelis live in harmony with one another, which is an easier way to destroy Israel. That's a political way. The military way is what we're witnessing now. And whatever series of tactics that will be used, their objective is really simple. It is the destruction of Israel. And Brian mentioned, you know, other other proxy, uh, other other sponsored states, whether it is Iran, whether it is Russia, whether it is China, Um, a very good way to start a world war against the United States is to begin right where they're beginning at this moment. That's one of many strategies, but it's the one they've obviously chosen this week. The idea that anybody thinks this is a surprise is 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 silly. Of course, it's not a surprise. The surprise is it happened last week, possibly, and Israeli intelligence wasn't able to discern that. But the fact that it was happening at all is not a surprise.
0: Is it a, uh, let's jump into all of this, is it a surprise that it happened on the watch of the Biden administration?
1: No. The United States has a feckless support of Israel. We have some of the most powerful people in the Democrat Party who, who not even subtly, but openly... Do not support Israel. Just go through the list: decrease funding, eliminate funding, um, allow uh, every every student on the college campus to protest and say heinous things. We have we have the Justice Department going after people every single week for for, for speech.
0: And you're not even talking about the Elon Omars of the world.
1: No, I mean we yeah. we have yeah. people elected officials in the United States, but we, we have every every corner. I mean, I think Charlie Kirk shows up almost every month to some university or any other reasonably conservative person's conservative voice, and gets gets basically have to have to leave. They, they're not allowed to speak. Get run just, out, yeah. Not allowed to speak to say that Israelis who just got attacked are murderers. That apparently yeah. is-
2: So, if you're a policymaker in in a Palestinian Authority or in Iran or somewhere in lebanon you look at the americans and what do they do they fund the palestinians they go after israel and the interesting thing i think that people have to appreciate is they look at america and they see that american elites hate israel i don't care that the democratic party you know talks a good game when it comes to israel barack obama valerie jarrett who was iranian part iranian uh john kerry joe biden uh Big parts of the actual Defense Department and State Department under Biden, these are all pro-Iranians. They believe in the Iranian cause. They want to make nice with Iran and Israel. If they have to sacrifice Israel, they will happily do so.
1: Didn't and sound Biden, like
0: that in Biden's speech
2: the other day. This is all theater. This is absolute theater. This is Bill? this is this is for consumption of, of you know fools.
1: Bill, uh, yes, sir. In the 1980s, when when Senator Biden was on the Foreign Relations Committee, um, he was admonishing the Prime Minister of Israel, Menachem Begin, about being more appreciative and receptive to the, 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 the funding the United States offered Israel. And for anybody who, who who's interested, they should go find that exchange. Basically, Menachem Begin told then-Senator Biden, we will not be threatened by you, Senator. We will not. Come here on bended knee, and take this. we have defended our country from the moment we 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 began, and we've defended it in several wars. We have lived and died and bled for our country. You will either you may support us, and we thank you for doing that, but if you do not, we will continue to, to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. Senator Biden, who's now president, has never really changed his view on Israel. He is not a friend he's not someone Israel ever has or could rely upon. Were the Bushes? Well, he was never a senator, so we don't know exactly what he meant. But no, not really. Reagan? Of course. Yes. He defended, Trump. Ronald Reagan, President Reagan defended freedom and liberty. Yeah. And if you're in the Middle East, there's really only one beacon of freedom and liberty.
0: I was on TV this morning, and the interviewer said, well, these students protested, but until they saw the error of their ways... They actually didn't see the error their ways. Some of these students saw that they might not be getting jobs that they thought they were getting, and so decided to withdraw their support. But their views were the same. And I said, nothing's quite as strong. Old on the mind as an ideology, you know, an absolutely committed ideologue, which is what we find on these campuses. And, you know, I don't know what the Latin word for ideologue is, but it's not veritas. That's for sure. Let's go back to Hamas and Hezbollah, and because I'm just interested in how does it, uh, quite apart from support, and I want to come back to that, how does it stack up militarily? Hamas, Hezbollah, with support of Iran, stronger than Israel, more firepower, more men, more nuclear capability, more firepower, more what? Or is their power what we've just seen over the last week?
2: I would say it's more of what we don't know. The, uh, one of the key things here is Israel has arguably the best intelligence service in the world, yeah. and they missed, all, they missed all this. They had persuaded themselves somehow that Hamas was not going to be a problem, that they had come to some kind of raison d'etre with them and that they would simply continue with business as usual and that there wouldn't be conflict, and that proved to be wrong.
0: But, I mean, he, but they, that uh, wait, wait, wait. let's pause. I mean, that kind of... Naivete is not what we associate with the Israelis.
2: or Nor the IDF, nor the Shin Bet, or Mossad, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't associate. So that was a strategic error of sorts, and you kind of wonder why. We need an explanation for that. Okay. But from the point of view of the enemy, as it were, when you look at Hamas and Hezbollah, they had a certain confidence about this, you'd have to say. They had a confidence they could pull this off. They had practiced it, they were equipped, they were prepared, and they carried it off. Did they have the confidence that they knew the Iranians were backing them? And did the Iranians have confidence that either the Russians or the Chinese were backing them? So that if this got into a broader war, Israel would have to be faced with not only the immediate problem of Hamas and Hezbollah, but a widening war with Iran. And Iran's a country of 75 million people with very advanced weapons. That can project power. I mean, the odds of Iran having a nuclear weapon, I think, are very high, very high. And I think is Israel had to. I mean, they, they've they've been doing a lot here to go after Hamas and, but, and dealing dealing with Hezbollah. Yeah. But I think I think there is kind of a strategic introspection going on in both Israel and the yeah. United States. Yeah. about what the what the capabilities are here cuz we don't I mean one once you're caught off guard you have to admit you don't know everything that's going on
0: yeah sure right but about the capabilities i mean it was they didn't take down the country no they yeah. didn't invade the country yeah. i mean it was an ad hoc kind of here and there shocking and horrible and widespread but but they didn't you know they, they didn't su- suggest a projection of power or strength to overwhelm the country
1: this small country yeah. yeah, Bill. To your point, uh, and and also to what Brian just alluded to or stated uh, about the confidence, uh, and it fits in with what what your 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 last question is, Bill. You're right; they did not come in and overwhelm and take over Israel. But the confidence that's that's unassailable that we do know is they have a high, high level of confidence that the United States reaction wouldn't be very very significant. That much, we you don't have to be a strategic analyst to know that they would not have done this if Ronald Reagan were president. They would not have done this if Donald Trump were president. They did it with Joe Biden as president. There is no concern on their part that there will be any substantial reaction by the United States. They're prepared for what Israel is doing now and going to do, but they feel very comfortable that nothing much beyond that is looming.
0: Oh, well, isn't Israel going to uh, do a lot? Yes, they are. They are street by street, 20. building by building.
1: Yes. Tunnel by tunnel. Their objective is to destroy Israel. And it's quite possible they feel one of the best tactics and strategies to destroy Israel, garner world opinion and a feckless United States response to let Israel be demon to go defend themselves within a day or two after This attack. This attack started at a music festival, predominantly Mm -hmm. to kill, and behead, rape, and burn civilians listening to music. Now, in any other circumstance in the world, whether it's Ukraine, Africa, any place, or Asia, anywhere, if people were doing that, we would have an uprising throughout the United Nations and the and every other group organization. But this is reprehensible. We will not allow it. What we have within days after doing what I just described is people saying Israel deserves it because they're occupying fascists.
2: You had an uprising of thousands of people in this country, maybe maybe hundreds, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of people from other countries who now live here, Muslims, in our major cities and universities, basically celebrating the beheading of children, yeah, and oh, rape yeah. and killing of these, of these young people at the thing. There was a celebration. That was the uprising, was to celebrate it. And to take a step back, if you look at, if you look at how, if, if you're Hamas and Hezbollah, you see what? America's tied, tied up tied itself in knots over Ukraine. They've given them a bunch of yeah. ammunition and equipment. We're running out of it. And we might not have much to supply Israel with right now because we've been pouring it all into Ukraine and not even developing the industrial base. To replenish our own stock of these things. For having yeah. a military-industrial, com- for having a military-industrial complex, it's not very industrial. We we we, th- we we don't even
0: have a strategic petroleum reserve any longer. Two things: one, you know, you said hundreds, maybe thousands. I again, excuse my my uh, reference to my four-minute uh, TV appearance, but yeah, you know, that the interviewer said, well. Uh, In the polls, 65% supported Israel. Only 18% supported uh, the Palestinians uh, uh, move on Israel. 18%? That's a lot. 18% of a country of what? 280 million people? 300 million people? How big are we now? 300 million? 330. 330. 330, Not counting the border. Anyway, another question. 330. 335, 338, okay. So 18% of that is, you know, 70 70 million people, something like that. A lot of people. That's That's a lot of people people who think the Palestinian cause was just.
2: I'm not sure I believe that. I'm not sure I believe that number, Bill. It, It could be true. But look, Israel is a longtime friend and ally of the United States. I cannot believe that there are that many people who are taking the side of Hamas and Hezbollah. If that's true, that is that is one more indictment on our immigration policies or lack thereof over the past twenty years. Immigration and, and
0: university.
2: Yeah, a lot of it's elite opinion, but you know, you saw the you saw Black Lives Matter sided with Sure. Sure. With uh Hamas and Hezbollah, pal- the Palestinian Authority. I mean that's yes,
0: not Amer- that, immigrants.
2: Uh that's true. No, absolutely. Uh, but it what it is is a kind of condominium of leftists.
0: Okay. You, know, you have the
2: communist, radical leftists like Black Lives Matter, but then you have all those immigrants who live here in America now who have come from Muslim countries, mostly because of our wars in the Middle East. They now live here, but they, they continue with the belief that Islam is the master religion and that it ought to dominate the world. Yeah. Right? When, they, when they walk around with one finger up in American cities after this, yeah. well, one means one religion. There's going to be one religion and we're going to impose that religion on you or we're going to kill you. Now, the fact that we've not only let millions of the people who believed that into this country, but we currently today have an open border that have let in eight to 10 million people minimum. And we have no idea where they're coming from. We knew we know they're coming from everywhere around the world. We're letting them into this country. And so that itself was a signal, I think, to the Islamic world. Has you know, Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, etc. That America is not serious about its own national defense. Yeah, witness the fact that they would let in. For what reason? For what good reason would you let in ten million people for no reason?
0: Yeah, no good, this good is reason. Not, no good this, reason. This is
2: not. This is not a serious country today.
0: The United no, that's States. That's right. That's right. It's not, filled not with a lot of that. good
2: people, but it's not a serious country. Not in light of that. When you would, that, you no, would behave this
0: no. way. I, right? Not in light Not in light of the fact that the other you know. 310 million are not
1: furious about this. Go ahead, Joel. Brian's right. If, you, if we want, if, if our country is not serious, but if someone wants to, what they need to do to be serious, they can start it right now, right today, um, defend liberty and freedom and understand that the United States is the beacon and the bastion of liberty and freedom and defend it at all costs and defend it and recognize who your enemies are and acknowledge and be aware when your enemies say, we want to destroy. What Brian just got through describing uh, is one of one of our basic beliefs and systems It used to be in the United States, freedom of religion, freedom of religion, freedom to yeah. worship. Yeah. And if a religion says that we are going to dominate, and if you don't agree with us, we will kill you, that is something that needs to be defended in this country. Yes, yes. I our want to citizens, come back. Are citizens unwilling to defend that? You know, obviously in the United States you have the free you have the freedom to not to do something. But those of us who believe that's important need to tell them that doesn't fit with our values. Need to call them, need to expose them.
2: Well, as we've said before here on the on the podcast. We believe in freedom of religion for religions that believe in freedom, pure and simple. Yeah, We, we have a body politic that, that believes in a constitutional order at its best that defends freedom. And so everybody you let into your country have to be people who want to subscribe to the notion that you can have freedom here okay. and that you're not going to destroy the country. Over the past 20 years, we've been letting people into this country who believe, as a matter of either ideology or religion, in the destruction of the judeo-christian west we're now dealing with this in this country and i think we're going to deal with it even more over the coming weeks and months israel has been living with that over the past 75 years for a long long time they they can never get this wrong they did get it wrong this week Yeah. No.
0: well and- i i i have the three things on my mind and I want to I want to get to them, if you guys don't mind, just the time before we get to Iran and China. Uh, and first of all, the things you've said are won- wonderful and terrific for the podcast. Not sure you answered my question. If they are so big and so powerful and backed by such big and powerful forces, why did they do this, you know, sort of, you know, uh, uh, episodic, uh, you know, Hit, hit there, hit this nursery, hit this dance. Why didn't they just take over the country? Why didn't they just overwhelm? Why didn't they just invade? Are they not that strong? Well, I don't they think they, they lot have, stronger? I, I
2: don't. I don't think they have that kind of a military. Okay, they have. The, okay. They have the kind of forces to do what they've done. The harder thing to do is to uh, create the conditions to where we invade somewhere, or Israel invades somewhere, and the Americans get drawn
0: in. Two other things. One. Why are these elites you mentioned Kerry and Biden and Obama and other people—I've um, been watching a lot about of, of, of Tony Blinken lately. Is he part of it? Um, don't really don't like Israel, um, and and this is all this is all stage talking. This is all make believe. Uh, if that's true, why why is that true? Why do not they not like Israel? I want Brian to respond, but I, I can't help
1: but but chuckle. There's about 18 million Jews in a world of eight billion people. Yeah. Today about 85%, just under 85%, live in two places, Israel and the United States. Yeah. 180 other countries have chosen to not have Jews of any consequence in their country. The the three largest populations outside the United States. States in Israel are in France, England, and uh, Canada. The rest of them, the rest of the 18 million, live in two places. The world has voted, they don't like Jews. And Jews in the United States, wake up. But you that's are, the
0: world. We're the bastion of freedom, as, as Brian Jews just said.
1: I'm going to lecture my Jewish friends in the United States. You should be defending freedom and liberty right here in the United States. It's the one place other than Israel. But the United States has supported Israel. The only place in the history of the world that has defended Jewish people fervently, ideologically and militarily. But why do you have to lecture John Kerry, Barack Obama, Joe Biden? I don't understand why these elites. Their priorities on on their priority list, defending Jews in Israel are somewhere around 100 to 200 on their priority list. Uh, I would say I would say this, Bill. It's been a long time
2: uh, and long term proposition that Israel is illegitimate and that the real cause of the leftist, progressive, communist, radical world was the Palestinian cause? That was the yeah, that was yeah. the thing the communists believed in in the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. Yasser Arafat was vetted by every leftist and communist in the world, most especially the United States. Barack Obama, John Kerry. First of all, Barack Obama is a radical leftist communist. He hates Israel for that reason I just described. He's a communist, and the communists hate Israel because it's a bastion of freedom in the Middle East. Number one, John Kerry has family relations. Who are Iranian and has longtime ties with members of the Iranian government. And if there is a more corrupt or foolish person in our government than John Kerry, I, I uh, I'd like to read about them. I don't actually don't want to know them. But John Kerry is a ridiculous human being when it comes to the things he says and does, especially when it comes to climate change and and the vilification of of our modern economy. Uh, Valerie Jarrett, who worked for Obama, who is still I believe influential in this administration. She is herself, I think, half Iranian and a longtime sympathizer with the Iranian cause. So you know, you'll you'll and, and Biden, for the reasons that Joel said and otherwise, Biden Biden, I think, is influenced by these folks to believe that we need to make nice with Iran and Iran's gonna be an ally. And you know, Iran Iran is pretty good at spreading around money.
1: For the last hundred and thirty years, hundred and twenty years or so, um, Jews have emigrated to the United States, predominantly communist totalitarian regimes. Communists have proven, we can see the numbers, they do not want Jews in their country, period. Again, 85% are in two countries. There, there are countries in this world of that 180 plus countries that have fewer than 1,000, maybe a few hundred Jews, maybe. It's by, it's, it, it's by design, it's by purpose. The question of why do people hate Jews? We don't have enough time on the podcast, but we can certainly acknowledge the results of their ideology and their hatred.
2: Israel represents human freedom in an area of the world that is filled with tyrants and despots. Okay. I don't okay. think they hate Israel just because they're Jews. That's sort of secondary. They hate Israel because Israel believes in freedom and democracy and in individual freedom and democracy. And the communists I just described—they hate that—and so
0: they hate us too,
1: right? Same reason. uh, uh, Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian, for simplifying that. We have in this country currently, right now, who believe in private property rights, free speech, uh, freedom. We 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 have this. uh, You're you're right, Brian. Thank you for for simplifying and clarifying it. but, But we have people that really don't believe that those are, even though they're the bedrock of the United States of America, we have people that don't believe it.
0: Yeah, quite right. Quite right. And can we just said, for, for the sake of simplicity, and, and just in, in the left hand, just say the, the university professors tend to the communist ideology anyway. So that's why they're not supporting Israel and encouraging many of their students. That,
1: that's why. What- And they're also funded, predominantly, their research is funded by China.
0: Okay. We'll get to China in a second. The other thing I wanted to raise with you before uh, Iran and China is this. Um, We're hearing the uh, seemingly uh, full-hearted, full-throated defense uh, of Israel uh, and our full-throated commitment to their support now. But as the Israelis begin this hard task of going a block by block building by building through Gaza, have I not heard uh the president say the rule of law, the rule of law and uh you know, don't uh you know uh, d- 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 don't don't do what's what's un- unlawful. Are we setting up here? Are they setting it up to condemn the Israelis? for the kind of warfare that's going to be essential to eliminate or at least minimize Hezbollah-Hamas threat.
1: Senator Bernie Sanders already stated that Israel needs to be prosecuted for war crimes. He did not
0: Already. It. They haven't done anything yet.
1: Before they did anything.
0: Yeah, before going into Gaza, right? Am I right about this, going into Gaza? Yeah, I think you I, I, look, I look, the... the
2: they're established they're going to establish the criteria that il- Israel is illegitimate and whatever befalls them befalls them because as we're suggesting they hate Israel
0: but I mean they're blowing up stuff so there's gonna they're gonna blow up some civilians innocent civilians they're gonna they're, they're gonna blow up some buildings where people are gonna die or right, right because
2: so, no. it's, it, it's a it's a Palestinian policy to mix terrorists with civilians
0: Of course
2: of course this is, in, is inherent this is inherent in the right. strategy of the Palestinian Authority, which we of are course. now funding, right? So what are you supposed to do if you're Israel?
1: but, but yes, Bill, you're right that it we, we, we were discussing earlier the Hamas and Hezbollah were not strong are not militarily strong enough to take over and attack and occupy Israel. Take it right. over. they are able and capable. And they believe they can do That's They believe there's no repercussions of any consequence doing what they just did, because their next piece of this conflict will be to blame the reaction. And there's a trap here, right? Sure. Trap in terms
0: of world opinion. Sure. No. We'll get the Israeli soldiers in here roughing up
1: civilians. Well, that's only there's only a trap if 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 the world is unwilling to look to be rational. Well, you guys already stipulated 180 countries of the
0: world are right. So yes, the answer is yes, right? Yes. Okay. Look,
2: the trap could be this though. The trap is the trap is not that Israel's going to do something for which people are going to condemn them. They're already condemning them before they've done anything, right? That's, that's, but that doesn't that's mean gonna... they won't condemn them with pictures <clears throat> right. sure. later. Sure. Yes, sure. But okay. look, the trap the trap is this, and this is where I think Americans have to get. Americans and Jews have to get some kind of firm understanding of, of what we're talking about, because right now we have an open border in this country. If you saw what happened on in Israel, you think you would have said, "I wonder if we should close our border just in yeah. case there are terrorists coming across." What That's was the first thing we did? What was the first thing we did on September you know, 11, 2001? Locked we locked down, down the country. There was no people coming across that southern no, I know. border. I know. because I know. because those people thought we were at war. Yeah. Now we <laughs> ha- it, it, the point I was trying to make, however badly I did it in that tweet, was to suggest if you want to save Israel, if you're if you're if you're someone in America and you want to save Israel, you need to save America. You need to get things right in America. Israel, I am confident, will do what is in their interest, and they'll probably do it very well. What should we Americans be doing? We should be giving them all the moral support they need. I'm not sure how much actual material support we could give them, but we Americans don't know the condition of our military today, and whether or not we would would even be able to help them, given the state of our military today.
0: Well, before you get to military support, so you guys are very sophisticated in these issues that have thought long and hard about them. I'm more like your simple-minded Joe here out there in the street watching TV. Uh, and before you get to the military support, TV, I mean, the networks are going to show Israeli soldiers being rough in Gaza. Let me just put it that way, okay? And people are going to say, oh, gee, that's unnecessary. And so there will go moral support. Right. Isn't that true? Yes. Okay. Minister. And then military support is the separate question that uh, that, that, know, that Brian
1: Brian raises, and I don't know the how the only, hell we do that while we're supporting Ukraine to the degree that we are. The the only borders that left wing communist radicals support are confining people to cities and not being yeah. able to yeah a yeah. country in the yeah. world. That, those right. borders are fine to have, you know, like China, thirty million people stuck in a city. Or yeah. the 50- the 15 minute city and the, the, the elites in Davos are describing. That's the only th- those borders are seemingly OK. Any yeah. other, any other national border apparently is illegal.
0: Yeah, we've heard you on separate uh, occasion talk about those those cities uh, and those liberal traps. Yes, sir. I understand. I understand. Um, Agreed. Let's talk about Iran. Uh, I've heard. John Kirby now asked about six times about the six or is it six billion or eight billion? It's probably eight dollars going to Iran. And he said, people should stop thinking it's going to the government. It's not. It's going to the people. (laughs) Are you you writing eight billion dollars worth of individual checks? (laughs) Of you know, individually
2: named Iranians. It's one yeah. more lie. It's one more lie propagated by the Biden regime to cover yep. for their malfeasance. It's and not what even is their malfeasance
0: and why the closest to Iran. What is that about? I think at some level, um,
2: this administration has been very co-opted by communist China. Okay. Iran's greatest. <laughs> co- I'm not sure you can understand Iran separate from the Chinese piece, but because if you just follow that line that I was go ahead, suggesting, go ahead. That, that Hamas and Hezbollah were not going to do this without the backing of Iran. And Iran was not going to do it without the backing of communist China. Iran and communist China have spent the last six months on a variety of alliances, strategic alliances regarding energy and the economy and military transfers. And we, seem, we the United States, seem to be just fine with that. And so if, if you're Iran, you have a 25-year deal right now worth $400 billion selling lower-priced oil to the communist Chinese. If you're Iran, you've been testing advanced nuclear weapons and other materials with Iran and the North Koreans for the better part of 20
0: years. China is a, clo- a close ally of Iran. Where does that, where does that oil
1: come from? So, Bill, uh, I want uh, I want to ex- expand on what you and Brian just said about uh, the fund of six billion and went to the people and for uh, what a decade or more ago, uh, the United States placed "quote unquote." Sanctions against Iran, and there was this discussion of whether yeah. them or not. They they've been selling oil continually. Who are their purchasers? China, predominantly. This this. Right. And what are what are you saying? The the the. the, the we have sanctions on them. They're them to do it, but then they they transfer oil and they have the uh, the Chinese currency. As well, the, I got a,
0: I got a question. Where's the oil come from? I understood Iran processed a lot of oil, but didn't have a lot of its own.
1: Am it I come, wrong? It comes from Russia. It comes from uh, uh, It comes from Iran. It comes from all the uh, the the the, uh, the other satellite states between um, uh, Iran and Russia, all that way through I think the, the 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 stand what they call the stands. All these places, mm-hmm. the oil comes from all over the world, other than uh, United through, Saudi Arabia and, and through Iran and so, Venezuela, Venezuela,
0: and I mean, and through Iran processed said to China. Is that right?
1: Correct. Okay. Oil is not just the – it's like it's like uh, uh, President Biden saying, hey, we gave you lease. You should go produce oil. A lease is irrelevant. You have to drill, complete a well. You have to distribute it. You have to refine it. There's a whole process of it. And if you cut off one of those things, you have, if you encourage those processes, you end up with a lot of oil production that you can use in a refined capacity for consumption. Can I shift just
2: slightly, Bill?
1: Yes, please. Um, that,
2: that not merely do you have this energy question, which is vital to both China and Iran, but you, you have the broader Chinese strategic play and Iranian strategic play. If you're Iran, you have every interest, because you hate Israel and America, of supporting Hamas and Hezbollah and other bad actors around the world. You have that interest. If you're China, your relationship with Iran is interesting. Not only are you gonna get oil, but you're going to have a proxy, and we like we you know the superpowers like using proxies in their war because it takes the blame off of them. No, yeah. You know. so, so so Hamas and Hezbollah attack Israel, and Iran says, "Yeah, we didn't know anything about this." China says, "We don't know anything about this." You know, my God, <laughs> us, you know, how how, could yeah. you, how how would we know about this? But if if today Iran, excuse me, communist China back Russia doing what they did in Ukraine. And there's a whole bunch of problems that we've discussed before on the show about Ukraine. But now China is backing Iran to, it looks like, in my judgment, get the United States in a Middle East war. And if you could tie the United States down in Europe and in the Middle East, it leaves the Pacific wide open for them. It's a wonderful strategic play on their part.
0: Where Where would that war be?
2: If you look at your your China and you want Taiwan, you want to be the premier power in the Pacific and ultimately the world. Imagine if we get into a shooting war in the Gulf and some weapon system is transferred to Hamas or Hezbollah that is able to sink an American ship in the Persian Gulf. And you turn on CNN or Twitter and there's a burning hulk of a ship sinking into the ocean with sailors dying.
0: Could they do that to the Gerald Ford? I don't know. I don't know. And some of these things are not easy to achieve. It's a damn big ship. All right. But I I wondered, did you have worries when you saw that movement of the Gerald Ford over there? Well, they're sitting ducks,
2: a lot of these ships. that's what I thought. And so if the goal was, if you're communist China, just play it out. I mean, I, no one knows these things for certain, but you can just watch what they say and do. If, we, if somebody can sink an American ship in the Gulf, it will have a demoralizing effect on the American people, all of which will reverberate to the benefit of communist China in the Pacific, and it will reverberate to, to Iran vis-a-vis whatever their designs are for Israel.
0: Isn't there a touch point, though, in the U.S., which, you know, we've kind of characterized as acting kind of stupid, you know, at the border and stupid and allowing all this anti-Semitism and, you know, uh, you know, welcoming all religions, even intolerant ones. But Isn't there a touch point at which we say we get mad? We say, wait a minute. I mean, again, Joe, Joe, you know, once a day news. Here I am watching. Oh, they, su- they sunk an aircraft carrier. They sunk one of our ships. Well, the hell with them. I think oh, I thinking, see I, you're saying you're thinking about an older else. America. You're thinking about an am older I America. am I that's not there anymore. You don't think? I do I, 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 I'd like to. I, I'd like to
2: think we would get mad, but you know, America, the American use of military power over the, over the past twenty years. You know, General Milley was asked the other day whether the war in Afghanistan. In Iraq over the last twenty years, was worth it? And he said, he basically said, I don't know. It's up to each person. He didn't say, of course it was. He said, I, I don't know. So really, it's up, up to each person. Up to each person. Okay. Yeah, to, 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 <laughs> to decide whether whether huh. all this is is worth it or not. So I don't I don't know whether Americans are going to get angry, but I do know the use of American military power over the past twenty years has, in many ways, discredited the use of military power. Yeah, American Americans military. right now don't like the idea. Americans don't like the idea of endless wars. They like doing and, and rightly so, they want to do what's good for America. And if America's strong, in my judgment, we're then able to help our allies like Israel. Yeah, but but right now, we've been weakened, Israel's been weakened, and we're in a very bad spot because we'll because Joe Biden is the president. I, I, regime, don't,
0: I, I don't I don't deny know. any of that, but you know, there's still majority support for a war. I don't particularly support that is Ukraine, because, you know, Americans think Russians are the bad guys. We're the good guys, and Ukrainians are pretty much the good guys, too. If it's directly at the United States, like a United States ship carrier, I, I, maybe you're right. Look, part of, part of my argument, though, is... Do we have a Navy that is up to the task here? Well, that's a question, of course. Do Capability we, have an, Air, do we have an Air Force that is up to the task here? Yeah, we don't, I guess. We, have, we? A, not, we have a woke... Not on we have three
2: a, fronts, right? We have a woke military. The yeah. highest priority of the American military today is to deal with climate change. The stated primary goal is to deal with climate change. Now, that's utterly ridiculous. What, is a, have, by
0: the way, what would the military do about climate change? Blow it out of the universe? No, exactly. Which means that we have a H, we have H- bomb it, you
2: know. <laughs> no, it, it, what No. Look, we're talking about building tanks that run on electricity. Yeah. This is, this is about the the, the yeah, most ridiculous yeah, yeah. thing possible. Right now, the country is governed by people who should not be
1: governing it. Okay, that's fair. I think that's definitely fair, Joel. Please to defend the United States, you have to believe it's worth defending. Yes, one. We do not have many, many people in this country that believe our freedoms and liberty is worth defending. Israel, with a very small country, eight million people or so, have people that are being called up from whatever jobs they're they're working in to go serve in the defend the country and their ideals and their, their perspective. We don't have we we would have we would have protesters blocking the, um, the various, uh, the branches of military from getting people to sign up. We don't believe that we have something worthy of defending. We don't believe the monuments of our founders are worthy of m- remaining in this country. And in order to defend something, to say, Hey, I'm mad because you're hurting us. You're killing us. You're defaming us. Many people, particularly that the, when they go to, to universities in this, in this country are being taught and believe and their friends believe. We should be embarrassed and ashamed. Hmm. That's uh, you hit right on my career. I don't know if you knew that. That's how I became famous.
0: At Boston University in 1974, the students would not allow the Marine recruiter on campus. There was one student, Richie Feldman, Jewish kid, who wanted to have an interview. He wasn't even sure. He just wanted to talk to the Marine guy. And so I, as the largest dean, was given the assignment <laughs> to escort him in, and they tore my jacket off and all that. But we got him there, we got him, got him the interview, uh, and I was then voted the next week the most repressive dean in America by the <laughs> progressive leader of the Communist something or other. That was the I beginning of my of the career that you guys have. <laughs> I like see that. you know have seen it, anyway it, it, but, but, I mean, but but i mean but i mean but but brian now thank on it you have lectured me before when i have been in despair uh about the country <laughs> saying i'm really down i really bad. you say it's there it's still there it's still there touch the nerve and it's still there and I, the I, country I, will I, respond did i mishear you
2: look i think i think the i think the country is still filled with A lot of good people, probably 65% of the country. They're deeply confused about the leadership and the direction of the country right now. And we need the kind of leadership to restore some kind of sanity in this country. And so until we get that leadership, and that's the thing people should be working toward today, until we get that leadership, America will be in a very precarious spot. We're being run by... we're being run by people like Joe Biden and the rest of the Biden administration who okay, okay. don't don't subscribe to the American point of view. Every, everything Joel just said, though, about loving the country and that's why you fight for it—that's the thing we have to recover. Okay, we, we, okay, okay. It, it, it lives in the heart, but the hearts of Americans. We need to recover it in public, as it were. That All needs right. to be accepted
0: I, in public as a. I want I want to come back to what Joel said and then and then let you elaborate, Joel. But you said. You know, you know, would you you fight and defend this country? Uh, And, you know, is this country worth fighting and defending? I'll bet you that poll would end up pretty much the way the poll I described earlier would. Sixty five percent. Yes. Eighteen percent. No. What's that? Seventeen percent undecided. I was just actually picking up on, on what you said you know, uh, enough people here to support the defense, you know, of a country that believes in these freedoms. And I
1: said, I thought the poll would be about the same as the poll I saw.
0: You know, do you support the Israelis or the Palestinians?
1: The real question is, what do you do to support? I mean, uh, people will, uh, if they want to hit like on Instagram, sure, you'll get 65, 75 percent supporting it. Take the next step and do something about it that's effective. I think I think it's much smaller. Um, I I I think that um, that the pre- predominant belief is to look first at at, at 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 listening to someone else define the argument. The someone else is our enemies. They are spending a lot of energy and money and time defining the argument, and the argument is the United States is bad. Americans are miserable. They are reprehensible, and. And the world should be rid of them. And by the way, let's start with Israel. I, I think that that argument that people are listening to because they are unwilling to stand up and say, "No, I have a different argument. I'm defending liberty. I'm defending freedoms. I'm defending all these rights that we, we 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 chose to fight for." Now, what is what is that? What does that really mean? Um, it, it really means that um, until somebody is willing to feel that they have lost something and that something that they have is important. Um, They're not willing to defend it because they don't think it's... Some people don't think it's worth defending. Some people don't. They can defend it. Well, they don't appreciate its value, right?
0: People and we're, spo- and we're spoiled, and we're right. we don't understand. We don't understand what what history is. We don't understand what the history of humanity is. We don't understand the way life has worked for mi- uh, hundreds of thousands of years. Go ahead,
1: yeah, yeah. People people around the world that have lived in tyrannical, desperate, desperate situations still yearn. They yearn for the United States of America. Yeah. It is yeah. the only place of opportunity. If you're a young person in this world to find it, they know what they know what communist leadership does. They know what fascists, they know what tyrannical, dict- dictatorial leadership looks like. They see it. I, there's not, there's hardly anybody that's ever lived, whether it's Belarus or any other place that people know in this world that could possibly say those countries are better than the United States. Yeah. Now, You don't walk around the streets or the universities or the workplaces in the United States and hear people say, this is the best beacon of opportunity today and in the history of the world. No, you don't. It's worth defending, but no one believes it because they're not standing up for it. Well, they're not taught it either. No. They are not taught it.
0: I used to say at the end of speeches, if you live in some godforsaken, and there are no godforsaken, it may seem godforsaken, but seemingly godforsaken and miserated part of the world with some dictator's boot on your neck, and you hear the clump, clump, clump of soldiers marching up hill carrying a flag, more than anything else you hope the flag they're carrying is the American flag. Yes.
1: I think that's still true, isn't it? It is true by those who are not living within the borders of the United States to the extent we have borders. There's the people around the world appreciate that people within this country. I, 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 I would like somebody to tell me each and every day where I hear somebody other than uh, the, the, the handful that defend what we have. The, 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 the media that is owned by people that do not love or believe that what we, that freedoms, I mean, the press, the freedom of the press, there's no freedom of the press. There is, if you have a topic and you look at it and you want to read 50 different versions of that particular topic each day, it's some sanitized version of the same thing. It's like the same person wrote it and just put a different byline on it. A dissenting opinion, if you're, you know, believe the science, science is a pursuit of knowledge, which means you possibly can dissent with what orthodoxy is. Any dissenting opinion in this country is met with vicious attack. Got it. Thanks very much. This was great. Love you, Bill. All right, that does
0: it for today's show. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to TheBillBennettShow.com. You can follow me on Twitter at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. Feel free to email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It's Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail.com. Please share the podcast with your family and friends. We will catch up next week.